Chicago. Called him. Yes. Right, yes, Ducky, how are we, mate? Um, welcome to In The Box. Um, I've explained yesterday, I sent you a message explaining what exactly what we're going to do. Folks at home probably know by now, I'm just going to go through your best 11 uh, players you've played with throughout your career, Jim uh, Lim and Blackburn. Um, literally just going to go through your team. But first of all, how are you doing? How's the rehab going? What's happening, pal? Lovely to see you and a new shaven barnet. <laughs> yeah, my Catholics are coming through now, though. <laughs> going back no, it's, um, In all seriousness, it's going, it's going really well to rehab. Obviously, uh, the last few weeks with what's going on, it's been kind of tough. But um, yeah. yeah, everything's going really well. I'm, I'm still using uh, the training facilities uh, with one physio. So my work's going well, mate. Um, three months in now. Yeah. So. As you know, you've had one. It's it's kind of tough. I think the first three months. Do you know what I mean? It's it's um it's one of those things where you have to kind of get your head around it. And then once I think you're through the first three months, you can kind of see the see the pitches, see the grass, start doing more work like that, and you can kind of get through it. And I think yeah, definitely. Everyone always says, don't they? Like whoever's had the injury, that the three month period is 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 the toughest one. So now that you're past that, obviously, like you say, uh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. One more, one question, or a couple, two more questions before we start. Are you missing football or golf more? (laughs) (laughs) You've completely stitched me up here. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course I miss football way more. Fucking, I love it, man. You know, you know me since I was a kid, mate. Always just football, football, football from my old man. Going to watch him on a Saturday when I was six, seven years old. So, yeah, to it's, it's it's a strange time, you know. Like it's never, I never thought this would happen in our lifetime where football's kind of cancelled. It kind of feels like the the break in the summer, doesn't it? A little bit with obviously no games going on. But yeah, I miss it like crazy. Just on a Sunday, not sitting there and watching the big the big teams playing the prem and stuff like that. It's it's hard. It's a weird time. And um, but yeah, missing the golf as well. I'm uh, yeah. as as one. It was one of the first things I asked the surgeon actually when uh, when I went to see him after six weeks, seven weeks. I said to him, when, when's the first time I can play golf? And he looked at me like I was talking a different language. <laughs> and, uh, Don't worry, I had the same thing. I had the same thing. And he said, um, he said he reckons 16 weeks post-op. So I've got about a month left. And that's before I can get on the range. Yeah. And then once I'm on the range, he said another month of, uh, of just hitting like kind of wedge shots on the range and yeah, back in on the course. I can't wait, mate, to be honest. And I uh, make no masters this year as well. I always text you when it's over the masters as well. I absolutely got about that. But listen, is what it is. There's worse things happening in the world, right? I'm sure we'll, I'll ask you some questions at the end once we've done your team, and I'm sure you know we'll get we'll get into uh, things further during it uh, whilst whilst we're going through the team as well. But let's start off your dream eleven. Who do we have in goal? So. I ain't played with that many good goalkeepers, to be fair. There's going to be a few upset with that with him coming. Um, David Raya. Uh, David Raya, okay. Cool. He um, he's moved on now. He he got a move in the summer to Brentford. Um, yeah. I think it really I think it really suits him at Brentford the way they play. He was uh, he's a Spanish goalie. Um, and he's only young. He's younger than me. He's 24, I think. So when I first come, I'll it was Jason Steele, actually, my first two weeks, who was number one. And he yeah. left and went to Brighton and David come in and, and the gaffer kind of gave him the one shirt. And he was, he's 
technically unbelievable, as you'd expect from a Spanish goalie. He's not the biggest, but really agile. Best yeah. shot stopper I've ever, ever played with by far, to be fair. Some of the saves he used to make in training was, was ridiculous. Um, Kicking's a joke. He just, I think just through experience, because he's quite young, he, he, um, he made a few silly mistakes. Uh, but had, I, can't, I think you always expect over goalie. I think 24 to be play, played the amount of games that he has is, is really young for a goalkeeper. Their careers obviously go on a lot longer than ours. Um, being an outfield player, they can play till they're what 36, 37, 38, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he's definitely one of those that could easily move on to the prem. I think. Yeah, I was actually, I, I was actually going to ask that. Like, um, you know, like I say, for a goalkeeper, twenty-four, very young, and you know, he's moved on to Brentford now, and you know, they're, they're sort of pushing to get in the Premier League. We've got a new stadium coming along. You, 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 would you say that you definitely think he's got the ability to play in the top league? Obviously. Like I said about you haven't, you haven't played with that many great goalkeepers, but you'd have obviously come up against them as well, playing against them. Do you think he, you know, he, he's obviously got the uh, attributes to play in the Premier? Yeah, I think if he um, if he just gets rid of them kind of silly little mistakes, there's a couple of times last year where he kind of made little rash decisions, but I think that just comes with experience as a goalie. And I think oh, I think you're the same as me as an outfield player. You blame the goalie for a lot of things anyway. Yeah, yeah, but cool. it must be. Must be a, it must be a tough position because any mistake normally leads to a goal and no yeah. other position is kind of yeah. like that. And also there's the competition of being a goalie. It's one position and that's it and you can't play anywhere else. So um, it must be hard. Obviously, imagine if you're as a number two sitting on the bench for a whole season. It's, it's kind of difficult. But going back to the, the question, mate, he's, he's got everything, I think, to, to, yeah. to make it at the, at the top level. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, especially, I think even when I come up and watched you, you know, he's... Uh, Big, big, big dude as well, which is obviously important when it comes to uh, playing at the top level. Right, that's the goalkeepers out of the way. I've spoken up about them. We'll go, we'll move, we'll go across the back four. Back four, isn't it? You got? Yeah, back four. We'll go across the back four, starting from right, uh, starting from the right hand side. So, who's going to be your right back? Barry Fuller from Gillingham. Barry Fuller, mate. He's going to be buzzing, mate. <laughs> He's going to you know be what? buzzing yeah. to him, mate, into your two. Yeah, do you know what? Baz was, it, I didn't really play much of him, you know. I actually, he's a, he's a bit of a weird one because I never played in a professional game with Baz. I played yeah. rugby games and pre-season, my first season, he was still at Jill's. Yeah. So I played a few pre-seasons games with him. But it was more coming up through the youth team, playing in the resi games, a couple that he played in. I think he was coming back from injury and watching him yeah. in the stands and stuff. He was just, I just remember looking at him thinking, no one goes past him ever, yeah. ever. No, I, I, ne I never see anyone run past him. I never see anyone outstrength him. So I'm going real right back, defensive. Baz is 100% gets there. Obviously, I'll play with, with Ryan Nyambi now, who's will be, will be the best player, will be the best right back I've played with in the end. He's top class, but he's still, he's still learning. He's still young. He'll go on to play in the Prem 1,000%. But Baz, yeah, was, is the one that comes to my mind that, well, especially when I was a kid, he was the best, I think. All right, perfect. He's in. He will be buzzing with that as well. <laughs> right, centre-half. <laughs> Who's going to be in at centre-half? So, centre-half was tough to be fair because I played with some decent centre-halves at Jill's my first few seasons. Adam Barrett, uh, Framo. Remember Framo? Big Framo, yeah. <laughs> um, Max, Max Aimer, uh, and then at Blackburn, Dara, 
but the two I've gone with are John Egan and Charlie Mulgrew. John Egan and Charlie Mulgrew. Okay, go on, and we'll start off with John Egan. I just remember when he first came, first pre-season, it was Peter Taylor it was. We played in a game against Bromley, and I remember he kept like wrapping it through the lines to me, and I'm thinking, who is, who is this? Like, where does he come from? And yeah, we got talking. We actually become like really, really good friends. He was from a come out of Sunderland, Irish guy, and he was he was just brilliant. And he was he's a leader as well. I think it'd yeah. probably be it'd probably be my skipper in there as well. Um, okay. Great talker, good on the ball. Maybe lacks a little bit of pace, but whatever he lacks in that, he kind of has a football brain that never allows him to be in a position where he's going to get outpaced by a, by a centre forward or a, or a winger. Um, yeah, enough. He's he was the best player I think I played at. Uh, best player I played with at Jills, I think, was, was Eags. Um, yeah, I mean, that's high praise. Obviously, you played with some really good uh, good players at Gillingham as well, like coming through there. Um, like I say, he come on loan really probably as a relatively young uh, young player. Like, I was going to ask, like, when he, like I say, he obviously he's just said there in pre-season, you noticed that he was doing you know, sort of uh, different things straight away from centre-half at sort of League One level there. Did you think, like, when he came, did you... Obviously, he's playing in the Premier League now for Sheffield United. Did, did you know? Does that surprise you, or you know, is that just is that about uh, just about right? Yeah, I think it's about right. I think it's not surprised me. No, I think the way he got there is the way I would have expected him to get there. I think his yeah. move was go to progress, the progress his way through. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was always going to be with a with a team that he kind of went up with from the champ yeah. rather than getting a big move into the Prem. Move, yeah. okay. um, I think he went to Brentford, obviously, and he was he done really well at Brentford. And I don't know why, but they let him go to Sheffield United. The season, I think it was the season Sheffield got promoted from League One. Yeah. Brentford let him go in the summer. And obviously, we all know what what, uh, what Chris Wilde has done there. He's been yeah, amazing, amazing, obviously. The way they play and stuff is, is crazy, really. And uh, I think he fits into that three at the back as well. I think that's, I think that's perfect for him, playing in the middle, middle of a three. Um, and yeah, you can see obviously their their record in the prem, clean sheets, and that was yeah, exactly. doing it at the uh, top level uh, week in week out, and you know they'll be yeah. one of the teams that they'll be one of the teams that disappointed uh, the season. You know, is he going to finish early or it might get shortened or whatever because you know they were flying. Right, so he's in a back four there, and he's alongside Charlie Mulgrew. Your old mate Charlie, tell me, tell me a bit about him. Uh, what a player! What a man! First of all, I think <laughs> what what a man. Uh, yeah, he's looked after me since I since I went to Blackburn. Um, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, um, and he's just he's just an all round nice guy. Do you know what I mean? But football wise, he is got just his left foot's just unbelievable. Yeah, Never joke. really seen anything like it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask um, that. Obviously, where like he's, no, I'm sure everyone knows what what a good player Charlie is and stuff. Um, and, and you know, you say there that he looks after you since you've been up there as well, which you know I know from speaking to you uh, all the time. But for me, like he's playing in at centre half in your team here. I know he he spent a lot of time throughout his career playing in different positions. Would you say that's his best position? Would he say that's his best position? Or? Well, I remember watching him when he played for Celtic, and he played centre mid a lot, yeah. holding midfield. And I think I think for Celtic, I think that's perfect for him. Because they'd yeah. have all, all the possession. I think if yeah, he's playing cool. in a team, got a lot, of, a lot of the ball. I think yeah. centre mid 
would be perfect for him holding the field. Yeah, he always wants it. He's good on the ball, good touch, passing's a joke, obviously. But I think for for us, centre half, since since I went to Blackburn, he only played centre half. He hasn't played anywhere else. Okay, cool. um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's perfect for him in because he's he reads the game so well. He's a bit like Eags. I might be yeah. lacking a bit of pace though at the back though between them. <laughs> so slow. Both you have to tell, so you have to tell Raya to be on his toes, mate. He can be on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've got him there because he's, he's like a sweeper keeper. Yeah, but no, but going, back, going back to Charlie, he's, he's just brilliant, mate. Set pieces, whatever you want yeah. from him, head it. And again, he's he's a bit like John. He's a, he's a leader. Obviously, he's captain. At, he's a he's club captain at Blackburn now. Um, speaks a lot in the meetings, speaks a lot on the pitch. And yeah, just helps out with kind of the go the going ons at the club. But yeah, as a, as a player, just top class. Really good uh, professional as well. Yeah. No, that's what you want as well from your centre-half. OK, moving on then to your left-back, and it is Cunningham. Greg Cunningham, yeah. Greg Only Cunningham, played... yeah. See, I was going to ask, because this is a player that you, 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 know, you, you haven't played a lot with, actually. Oh, you know, I've done a little bit of research. You haven't played a lot with him, so you know, he must have made an impression on you. Yeah, massive impression, mate, to be fair. When he, when he yeah. first came, he came straight into the team. And I remember his first couple of games, I remember speaking to Danny Graham and saying... He's fucking good, isn't he? And Dan yeah. was like, he's quality. Like, just gives you like eight out of ten every week. Every week, like, yeah. A bit like a bit like Baz. Don't get run past. No. I ain't seen him get run past. Always in the right position. And I think most of all for me, for my team, just good on the ball. Always got pictures when it goes yeah. out to him. Always got a picture. Knows where the next pass is. Um, and yeah, like like you said, for him to get in the team after not playing that many games with him, just tells you everything you need to know. I think. Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. That's why, that's why I thought I'd ask about that one. Because, like you say, you, you probably played with some other good fullbacks, but you know the fact that you put him in there after you know having played not that many games with him, he must have uh, really made an impression on on you, which he obviously has. Right, moving on to midfield, we have got a midfield three. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. And right, holding midfield. We'll start with a holding midfield. Is going to be who is it going to be? Bradley Johnson. Bradley Johnson. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Brad. Obviously, I only played with Brad this season. Again, ledge guy. Um, just a good man. Uh, to have a brand of place, good banter, and get on with him really well, actually. The people um, say you look alike, by the way. The people say you look alike. You know, yeah, a few people have. It's, been, it's been driving me mad. But when I see you sign views, yeah, and I see a couple of pictures of you together, I was like, mate, they look like twins, Empton. <laughs> you know what? There was, there was a ref last year when we played Derby, and he and he said and he said to us, "So you two brothers?" And uh, yeah. Jono said, "Yeah, but I'm the better looking one." So, uh, <laughs> but no, Jono's yeah, ledge guy. Um, since he come in, he's been brilliant again. He's he's kind of a leader as well. He's had a top career. Um, yeah. Obviously, played for Norwich, Derby, Leeds, played for some big clubs. Um, and it's nice to speak to him about that. I actually I talked to him quite a lot about that. Same with Charlie about the clubs they've been at and like what it's like to play for like a Leeds United and, yeah, and cool. teams like that. It's nice to get kind of little little nuggets of information from them kind of going forward in, in my career. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I think as well, like, because obviously I remember playing against Bradley myself uh, when he was at Leeds and, you know, just thinking that what a good player he was. But it wasn't until like, I actually spoke to our manager, Mark Stevenson at the time, after the game. And, that, that, you know, he'd actually come through non-league at Stevenage and stuff. So, you know, like you yeah. say, it um, just goes to show that, um, you know, you can be a top player come, coming through that level, which 
obviously he's been highlighted in recent years with the likes of Jamie Vardy and stuff. But you know, you, you, I think you can tell that in the way he plays sometimes when you watch him. Kind of as well, he's still got that. He's got that other side of his game that he can, uh, you know, dig deep and get involved as well. Yeah, I think I think you can definitely tell that he's come from a kind of non-league background. He he shows a lot of grit, I think, in the middle of the field. That's why he'd be in my team. Um, I've said before, I think he's one, maybe one of those players that if you don't play with him, you don't understand how good he is. Maybe the fans don't appreciate yeah. him enough. I think yeah. when you play with him, and from in my case, playing against him, I remember playing against him against Derby and coming off the pitch and thinking. That was tough. He's a yeah, he's cool. a top player. Like he's yeah. he was strong, good in the air, always got tight to you, always in the right position. When the yeah. ball comes to him, he played one and two touch. It was hard to get it off him. So yeah, I, I remember I said to a couple of boys after because he's best mates with uh, with Elliot Bennett, and I said to Benno, he's he's a good player. And Benno yeah. said, yeah, he, he is. Yeah, so that's why he's in your team. Okay, um, two midfield players in front of him. We will start with. You've gone for Stuart Downing. Stewie D, yeah. What a player. Yeah, is that good? What yeah, a see, I was going to ask before, oh, before you explain a little bit about him, like, you know, we talk about uh, Bradley Johnson there having come through non league. Obviously, Downing was one of them that's come through probably, you know, the, I think it was the academy at Middlesbrough. You know, he's gone on to play for like the likes of Liverpool, he's played for England, like, he's played at the very, very, very top, like, top level. Um, you know, Liverpool and England just that's, that's, it doesn't get any higher than that. Can you? Is that something that you can? You know, when it, obviously you've been playing with him for just probably over a year now, I suppose. Is that something you can tell? Like you can tell that he's played at the top. How does he? How does he show that? You know, from the from the first session, you could tell he just really is yeah. his brain. Is his brain more than anything? I think um, his football brain's incredible. Uh, yeah. Some some of the passes and some of the things you see him doing training is just like. Phew, for someone who's 35 now, you can tell when he was 25, he must have been some player. Yeah. Um, just in training and stuff like that, he just doesn't give the ball away ever. And I think that's the main difference. I think that's what I've, when I spoke to people like Stewie and, and Charlie, who's played obviously for Scotland and, and against Barcelona and, and teams like that, um, they say that the, the top level is everyone just kind of makes less mistakes. Yeah. And then the mistakes, the mistakes you make are punished more. And I yeah. think that sums up how Stewie plays. He just doesn't make mistakes. And that's why he's played at the top level for, for such a long time. And can't give him enough credit for that. He's a, he's a top professional as well. He does everything right. He could just sack it off. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's made his money. He's 38 caps for England. Played for Liverpool, West Ham. He don't do that. He's a, he's a top man. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting what you say there about, um, you know, you say it's probably just a case of doing it more consistently and, Say so obviously if you can you can speak to people like that who've been at the top, it's only going to help you in your game. Speaking of yourself, you have put yourself alongside him in midfield. <laughs> Cannot believe you put yourself in the team. That is absolutely scandalous. But listen, it's your team. You get to the side. But now listen, all jokes aside, actually, to be fair, when you played at Chidderland once you've come through and now you're at Blackburn, you've been the main man to be fair at both clubs. So I'll allow you to put yourself in your own team there, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> and uh, what I was going to ask I was going to uh, say to you uh, you've including yourself in your own team and uh, it's a great team and I remember because you know it's, it's important uh, it's important for me like you know, I'm doing this because people at home and board and you know for young aspiring players um, you know whether they be a professional club or a non-professional club at the moment you know, 
young lads who want to get to where you, you've got to um, and where you're where you've been playing at. Um, I just wanted to know because I when I, I and I was really surprised when I had a game of golf with you. I think it was probably last summer. Uh, just speaking to you and catching up with you, and you you you, you know you openly you, you admitted, and I was a little bit surprised. I must say I was I was a little bit surprised that you admitted that you know at one stage at Jindland when you first come through, you did find like the pace of the game and like. Uh, like difficult, and you, you know, you did, you had, you had doubts. Uh, you had, you know, you doubted yourself a little bit. Uh, I just wanted you to sort of explain a little bit about that for, you know, the young players who are listening. Well, I think I had that since I was, since I got released from Cholton. It kind of always put that nagging doubt in my head: would I ever be good enough? Um, yeah, and obviously, I bounced back from that. Got into the into Gillingham youth team, come up through the stages, whatever, but. Then getting into the into the first team, I, I I told you I think it was the first start I had was Wickham away in League Two. That was it. That was it. I remember. I remember. You, I remember you saying it was like a specific game where you sort of felt like, "Whoa, I'm a bit off the pace here." But yeah, go on, explain. I just I I started this game. Martin Allen, as manager, put me in, played centre midfield <clears throat> in a three, and I just remember thinking, "These these are too good for me. The players were too good, too quick, too strong. Everything." He took me off half time, and I remember going back and saying to my dad, "I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough to to kind of play at this level." But I think I got over that one with the people around me that I surrounded myself with, yeah. and one I think the players that were in that team at the time, which was lucky for me that a lot of the players were kind of older. It was a, it was an old it was an old group: Dion Burton, Adam Barrett, Danny Kebwell, Framo. Stuart yeah. Nelson, there was a lot of old heads in there that kind of guided me through that first season. Um, yeah. Obviously, ended up winning League Two. And I, I think kind of from then, it was just a confidence thing. Just the more games I played, the more confident I got, more experienced I got, more mature I got. And I yeah. think that's why I think the top, top players that come through at 17, 18 have that belief that even at 17, when they're on the pitch, yeah. nothing fake. They're, the, they're the best player. They think they're the best player on the pitch. And I think yeah. over time, I feel like I got that, but maybe at the start I didn't have that at all. No. And I'd and I'd say to I'd say to young players now, don't don't ever doubt yourself. I think that yeah. was a mistake I made. I wish I wish I'd never doubted myself. I think yeah. you've got to believe in your own ability, like I do now. Yeah. Um, I think from that age, if the manager is picking you in a team, that means you're good enough. I think, and you've got to believe yeah. that you're good enough. Yeah. Now, listen, that's the reason why I wanted to ask that question, um, just because. I think, you know, it's like what you just said there, you know, players like a Wayne Rooney or an Owen coming through and just bursting on the scene at 17, at 18. Like, you know, I think it's important to highlight to these young aspiring players that, you know, not everyone's story has to be like that. You know, like, look at yourself, look at yourself now. I mean, obviously, before you got the injury and stuff, you know, probably regarded as one of the best players in the championship. And, you know, that's a, it's a hell of a league to be regarded as one of the best players in. And, you know, you, you've actually come through the hard way at Gillingham and, you know, you wasn't even even then. You wasn't like necessarily looking to uh, uh, burst straight onto other things because you know you you generally had doubts. And I think you know it's important uh, that people see that you know you don't have to necessarily come on and absolutely start ripping things up straight away. It doesn't always work like that. You know, you've adapted to different levels as you moved up. You got into League One uh, with Gillingham. Obviously, won League Two. Went into League One with Gillingham. Had a couple of fantastic seasons there. Then you've gone on to a, you know a bigger club at Blackburn. Done it in League One with them. Then you moved on to the championship, adapted yourself to that, and you know, like I said, you, you, you're now regarded, you know, not just by me, because you know, I'll be biased, of course, but uh, you, you know, <laughs> you're, now, you're now regarded as one of the one of the best players in the championship. So 
And that's why I believe, you know, like without trying to embarrass you, that's why I believe that you could you know, certainly go on and, and adapt to the, the top league. But that's a that's a question for another uh, uh, for the end of, at the end of this. So right, that's it. Rude. Your team Rude. Anyway. Go on. What do you, what do what do you think? How did you find it when you first come through? Because I feel like we uh, we was we kind of similar personalities in a lot of ways, but then I think at that age, I think we're completely we was completely different. I feel like you at seventeen was you thought, yeah, I'm good enough to play at this level, kind of thing. And I was a bit different to that. What did, what did how did you find it when you first come? On? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I I I can totally see what you're saying. I think it was funny. I listened to uh, someone actually told me about it. it. Must have been a few months back. Nowadays. They mentioned, I think, uh, Rancy, Dean, Dean done a, a podcast. The young lad come through, obviously, between us, uh, Dean Rance. And, he, you know, he said that he, he when he used to get asked over the first team, he'd, he'd, he'd find it, like, difficult. Like, he'd, 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 like he'd, he almost didn't want to train with the first team. And then, like, so when, then when he went back with the youth team, like, he'd enjoy it, like, he'd be buzzing. Whereas for me, it was totally opposite. And I look back now, it's probably a good thing and probably got me, you know, to where I got to at one stage. I said, but now, looking back, you think, oh, it's probably a little bit too, too, uh, too arrogant and stuff yeah, at times. But like I say, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, for me, and I, he actually mentioned me in his podcast, and he says, like, you know, I'd see Rooms go over there, and it was like, you know, he'd, he'd think he was the best player on the pitch. And I think, you know, part of that made me the player that I was, you know. And um, yeah, I think we was probably different in, 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 that, in that sense. But listen, that's why I've got older, and you know, you, you learn from my mistakes. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good, mate. Listen, you're in there. You're a number 10 shot, number 23 shot on your back. You're in your own team. But no, listen, like I said, it's different different personalities. and That's, that's what football's all about. And uh, I'm, I'm just so pleased to see you doing as well as you are doing now. And you, know, you certainly look like you play now that, that you do think you're the best player in the park. Right, we will move on then to your front three. Front three. Uh, we will start, I'll, I'll lead you on then. So we'll start with Armstrong. Adam Armstrong, is it? Yeah, Adam Armstrong, yeah, on the left. On the left-hand side, yeah? Yeah, he won't, he won't thank me for that, mate. He wants to play centre-forward, <laughs> I think. But he wants to be down the middle, yeah? Like, all the, all he, four, wants, like. he, he wants to be down the middle, but he's going to get in on the left. Um, I come across Armour the season I won. The, the first time I won League One Player of the Year with Gillingham, he was at Coventry under yeah. Tony Mowbray, who's the gaffer now at Blackburn. Um, oh, okay. And they had they had some teammate uh, Armstrong, Murphy, Ryan Kent, James Madison. Um, yeah, some team. Um, and Armour was the one I think stood out the most playing against him. Um, I think he scored sixteen, seventeen goals before Christmas. He'd obviously already already made his debut at sixteen for Newcastle in the Premier League. Um, and I'm not sure why it didn't really work out for him at Newcastle. I think. Yeah, you know what? Probably I was too. gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna step in there and ask because um, I remember speaking to like a good pal of mine, Peter Ramage, I played with. Who I'm actually, he's he's, uh, he's booked in to do this as well. So we'll see uh, what his team's saying as well uh, another day. Um, and I remember Rambo saying, and I was you know, speaking to other people, and he was saying that you know they really had high hopes for him there, and that you know they felt like he he should he should have been given a chance. And I'm not, I'm not sure, maybe he was, but I don't, I'm I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he wasn't given much of a chance there. I mean, you know, you look at like some of the forwards that have come in probably after him and stuff, and they, you know, Newcastle always sort of struggles with that, like that. Uh, not necessarily a number nine, because obviously you've got him out wide and stuff. He might be different to a number nine, but they've struggled for a goal scorer. And then, yeah, I just wondered, do, do you feel that you know, some other number, maybe it's something you spoke to him about, but you feel like that he could, he, you know, he could play at that level, get back to that level. 
Yeah, I think the reason he didn't, he did, he definitely didn't get given a chance at Newcastle. Okay, there you go, yeah. Pardew was the one that brought him through, um, and I think Pardew really, really liked him. Obviously, gave him his debut, and then he went out on loan. He was only eighteen um, when he went out on loan. Come back, and I think Pardew left, and then I think it was like you know it's like the new manager. No, it takes a bit of bollocks for for a new manager to come in and play a nineteen-year-old in the first team in the Premier League with no experience, and especially at a, at a club that's big like Newcastle. It's not. Yeah, kind of, of like no disrespect, like a Bournemouth or someone like that, where maybe you could get away with it. Yeah. Um, and then I think, yeah, because the manager kept changing, he never really got that chance to show how good he was. Um, yeah. Went out on a few loans, and then he ended up coming to Blackburn on loan, the League One season, and he was brilliant, mate. Just so sharp. First day in training again. Yeah. Talking about the right back, I was talking about Ryan, um, and he gave him a torrid time in training. <laughs> and I remember saying, he's a he's a good player. Rapid, quick, so quick. And uh, the other thing I thought was is brilliant at it, just a really natural finisher. Just the way he touches the ball, the way he finishes it. Both feet, top corner, bottom corner, really good finisher. Um, and yeah, this season, since since I kind of uh, got injured, he's been the one that's, that's kind of scored all the goals. Um, and yeah, long may that continue, mate, because he's, he's been brilliant. And I think that he could definitely make his way back to the, to the top level. Um, more than quick enough, more than good enough on the ball, more than a good enough finisher. And I think them three things as a, as a forward player are probably the most important. No, that's great. Um, let's, hope, let's hope that he does that, whether it's with Blackburn or, you know, if he moves on. Right, right-hand side. Jay Emmanuel Thomas. Big Jet, yeah? Big Jet. The most <laughs> frustrating player I've ever played with. Yeah, because I was going to ask, before you sort of go on to uh, tell us, you know, how good he is and how good he is or how good he was and stuff, like, I played, Jay, he, Big Jay was about, was my age. Like, so when I was coming through at Cholton and Palace, he was, he was coming through, he was coming through at Arsenal and, like, their team was an absolute joke. Like, honestly, some of the players they had in, in, in their team was, you know, amazing. And um, he was obviously one of the, you know, the top players there at Arsenal at the time growing up. You know, I played against him throughout all the ages. And literally, I reckon every time I played against him, you know, he was always a big boy anyway, but every time I played against him, I think he played in a different position every time. So I was just wondering, like, before you obviously go on to tell us about how good he was, you've got him on the right-hand side, of course. What do you think his best position was? I think the right side, I think where I've got him, was his best yeah. position. Coming him, on his good foot, yeah. Let him come in on his good foot, because he had the best I've seen at coming inside and hitting it with his left, putting it in the far corner. Um, he was the best at that. Listen. When he first came to Jill's first probably 10 games, he was unplayable. Absolutely yeah. unplayable. Um, just incredible, some of the things he'd done. I used to sit back and say, how, how is he not playing in the Premier League? How? I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't understand how. And I think I found out how the season that I spent with him, but in yeah. the first 10 games, it was just incredible to watch, uh, be involved, be on the pitch with, in training. That was the thing with him. In training, every day, he was the best player. Every day. Couldn't get the ball off him in a five-a-side. Finishing was a joke. But then he kind of... We went through a bad patch as a team. And he kind of went through a bad patch as a player. And he never really come out the back of it. And I think maybe that's what let him down, maybe. His mentality. But yeah. that's something you'd have to ask. Have to ask Jay. Um, but yeah, the time I spent with him, he was, he was quality, mate. Cool, and he's in. 
centre forward, last position, last but not least, who's going to lead the line for you? Had to be the number nine, mate, DG. Danny Graham. Danny Graham's in. Yeah. So, um, like I say, tell us a little bit about him. I know, like you mentioned about Charlie helping you since you signed up there, Charlie Mulgrew, but obviously I know uh, personally from speaking to you, uh, Ari, you know, he's really helped you both on and off the pitch. Um, but yeah, if you want to just tell our listeners, you know, like exactly, you know, like, like first of all, uh, why, what makes him such a good player, why he's in your team, but also, you know, how much, how much of uh, your, your success at Blackburn uh, do, do you owe him? First of all, I owe him a lot, to be fair. I'm not going to yeah. lie about it. We, he winds me up about it from time to time and take the piss out of each other. But I do, no, honestly, I owe him a hell of a lot. No, I owe him loads, mate. He's, since the first day I walked in, I remember the first conversation we ever had, I, was, I hadn't signed yet. Uh, I was walking through the training ground doors and he was walking out and he said, make sure you sign. I'd never met him before. He said, you're right, my name's Dan Rover, Daki Rara. Literally 30 seconds. He said, make sure you sign because I'll get you 15 goals this season. Um, and we ended up not playing that much for the first two months of the season. And then we just kind of struck up this partnership. One of those things, I think, don't really happen that often where you don't work on it. It just kind of clicks. Um, yeah. Ended up getting 18 goals and he got 17 um, in that first season. So, He's brilliant, brilliant player. Just knows the game so well. I think knows exactly where to be. When the ball's in certain positions, he knows where he should be. And I kind of fed off that. He wouldn't come into the areas that I wanted to go into. I wouldn't go into the areas that he wanted to go into. And yeah, it kind of just worked. And, and we had that kind of connection where we know where each other be, wherever yeah. the ball was, wherever it was going, we'd kind of know. And um, yeah, best, best centre forward I've played with by by a long way actually um, and then yeah off the pitch he's been massive for me as well obviously had a bit of a tough time when I first moved to Blackburn got in a bit of trouble on that um, but he massively helped me with that all that kind of stuff he kind of made me grow up a lot mature and yeah he, um, yeah, he's just a top guy yeah, no, it's good to, to, to hear that, you know, that people were looking after, that, you know, people, it's great that, you know, I know myself when you move to clubs, when people look after you like that, it makes all the difference. And, um, you know, he when, he when he told you to sign there, he certainly weren't wrong, you know, what did you say? I think he said 18 goals and 17, 17 goals uh, each that season. You know, that's, that, that's, that's saying something. And, you know, I think for you as well, the position where you play in that number 10 role as well and you know, the position you adopted there made your own. I think that's, um, you know, because I will say that's your eleven done. You did mention, you did have a few that you wanted to mention uh, along the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I just want to stay on that theme of centre forward though, because I know you mentioned. Uh, I know you said you didn't play with many uh, other good goalkeepers. But Nelson got a mention in there. Uh, Daryl got a mention. Lenhan. He got a mention. Uh, Rothwell. Is it Joe? It's Joe Rothwell, isn't it? Joe, yeah. Rothwell got a mention. Uh, Max Aimer got a mention. Corey Evans got a mention, so I better get all them in. Holtby got a mention. Uh, I, I want to ask about him after, actually, Holtby. But just to go back to the centre-forward thing, obviously Danny Graham someone you get on, on, get on well with on and off the pitch. Um, the other lads that you mentioned there, centre-forward-wise, is you know, ones going back to your gym days, like your Akin Fenwars, your uh, Cody McDonald, your Danny Kedwells, the ones that you have mentioned, by the way, boys, in case they're listening. Uh, and I just want to, and I just want to, because uh, two of them are really big boys. You wouldn't want to be upsetting as well, to be fair. 
And uh, uh, obviously, I played with him myself as well. Uh, all, all, I played with all of them myself at Gillingham as an attacking midfielder. And you know, I, I actually struck up a good relationship with them, not just on the pitch, but personally as well. And still to this day, speak to, uh, certainly speak with Keds and, and, and Big B all the time. Do, do you know, do you think that's, that's certainly, um, so you're, I think it's probably a bit of a theme with you, isn't it, in terms of uh, appreciating the centre-forwards, probably because, you know, they're either setting you up with goals or you're setting them up with goals. Um, it's certainly something that's, you know, Eldrick instead and, you know, for, uh, in terms of you carried that on to Blackburn now with Danny. Yeah, obviously started probably the first centre-forward I properly played with was Keds. Um, Keds was brilliant. Bit, a bit kind of in the same mould as Dan. Big yeah. number nine, target man, good in the air, brings yeah. other people into play. But I think Keds was, uh, Keds was a good finisher as well. I think Keds wouldn't even mind me saying this. Obviously, Dan's had a top, top career. Dan's kind of a, an improved Danny Ked, where I think um, yeah. everything that Keds is good at, Dan's just better at. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And hence why he obviously. probably played at a better level, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, Going on to probably the next the next strike partner I had was was B, but I think I played with B in a in a diamond or a they with B they always played Cody B and in me and behind them kind of thing. So I kind of yeah. played with them them two at the as same time. Yeah, as a pair. Um, but I thought B was the best, the most B was the most unselfish one I played with by oh, far. Yeah. Um, I think. Anyone to tell you that played with him, the most unselfish person on the pitch. Um, he'd rather lay it onto you, even if he had an open goal. I think, um, and he was. I had a great relationship with him as well. One of those ones where, if the ball went up to him, I kind of knew exactly where he was going to going to lay it off to me, and he kind of vice versa. Um, I really enjoyed playing with him. I didn't probably get enough game time, I think, under Peter Taylor to really strike up a real good partnership with him. Um, and then obviously he ended up leaving, and then it was kind of me and Cody. We played like a four-two-three-one a lot under under Justin, um, and Code was obviously different to all three of them. Uh, yeah. He was more running behind. I think Code would tell you a lot as well that he probably is not the best best footballer on the planet, um, and he didn't really bring a hell of a lot to the team except obviously worked his absolute nuts off every game and yeah. He'd score you probably 20 goals a season. He was good in the box. But for me, whenever I got turned, he was always making a good run um, in behind. And I managed to find him on, on a few occasions. I think the times we played together, we again struck up a, a really good partnership. Um, and it was just a shame that he had a, he had a lot of injuries towards the end. I think with his uh, metatarsal and he had a couple other little niggles. And then obviously he'd done his ACL, I think now, which is, is tough for him. But yeah. Between all, all four of them, I struck up really good partnerships with all of them. Um, that's kind of been, been a, a trait of mine since I've started playing. Yeah, no, definitely. That's why I thought I'd mention it. And uh, hopefully we can try and get a big man back in February. And Keds has already said he's going to do it, but you never know about it. Like, I know he's a big he's a big time celebrity now, you know what I mean? Beast mode and all that. So, like, might not be able to get him on there. But <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm sure, I'm sure if I get older of him, I haven't spoken to him for a little while, but I'm sure if I get older of him, Especially at the moment, when everyone bored out their heads. I'm sure it'd be great to get him on there on in the box, and um, yeah, it'd be great to get. I'm sure he'll come out of a big eleven, uh, like a good eleven as well. And I don't think anyone would be arguing with him if they, if they're not in his team anyway. So. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's your team. You're you're pleased with that, yeah. You're happy. No changes. You're happy with that starting eleven, yeah. You got yourself in there, which is. I think. Really, but... 
Yeah, I think I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm good with that. Yeah, I've got yeah, to put yeah, myself. Yeah, the ones I wanted to mention here that that, that obviously uh, Holby, like he's come over, um, you know, uh, from abroad, and you know, yeah, I know he was real, really, really raved about as as a young young player. And I know when I spoke to you that you know you was really impressed with him. Uh, you know, what, what do you make what do you make of him just for our listeners? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, like you said, he, he had a kind of name um, come from Tottenham. Obviously, played in that Tottenham team with with Gareth Bale and Defoe and Kraft and, and players like that. Um, so he had a kind of reputation. And he went back to Germany. I think he played for Schalke and, and Hamburg. And then out of nowhere, it was really. I think we signed him. And um, yeah, like I said, a lot a lot of this is to do with training. Do you know what I mean? In the yeah. first few days in training, I think you can tell a lot about a player. Um, yeah, so I was going to say that's interesting for like for our younger uh, viewers or you know players who haven't turned pro professional yet, younger players like when when you're when you're a player like that and you're at a club like first impressions mean a lot, don't they? Like when you come in and train, you can tell almost nearly straight away. At least, don't get me wrong, some people come in and you know they struggle at first and then they go on to be great players. But uh, for 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 your team, but I think as a player, there's that thing in there like when you're training and then someone turns up like especially if it's someone you've signed with a lot of money or whatever it is, you're like. Right, let's see what he's got. Like, first impressions count for a lot, don't they? Yeah, they, they last. They last. Like, first impressions last. I think. Um, I think, like you said, there's a very small amount of people that don't start training well, kind of like the first few months, and then kind of go yeah. on to to be better than what what you thought. I think that happens very rarely, and then even more rare than that is the players that can't train at all, are terrible in training, and then come a Saturday, they, they kind of turn it on. Um, yeah. Very, very rare. I've seen that in, in my career, at least. Um, yeah. But yeah, going back to Holtby, when he, when he first came in, you know, the first few training sessions, he was, you could just tell we had played at a, at a high level, a bit like, um, a bit like Stewie Downing. You could tell yeah. we had played in Champions Leagues and the Prem and in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, just really neat and tidy. Doesn't give the ball away very often. Really fit, like lean athlete. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the main thing I noticed was, like I said, was was just his passing. I think just yeah. didn't give the ball away, mate. Knows where to pass it. Pictures in his head. Everything you'd ask for for a Mid-field for a centre midfield. Yeah, perfect. Right. Well, he obviously ain't, he's not that good though. Cause he don't get in your team. He's not better than you, so you're in. It's fine. No problem. <laughs> nah, he's not better than me, mate. Come on. <laughs> but now, listen, Matt. That's your team done. We'll get that right up for you, and obviously we'll post that on Instagram and Twitter, like we're gonna do with everyone else's. Uh, once yeah. they're ready to uh, get out there, just going to finish off. Um, just going to finish off with some questions, really. Uh, for you know, uh, like I say, I've added a couple of questions in there during whilst you were going through your team, uh, particularly just for the younger players. I'm like, I keep mentioning, like I'm sure they're all a bit on board, and hopefully as many of them will be tuning into this in the box as you know as possible, um, and it'll be good for them. Yeah. So just to finish off, really, Matt. I know we mentioned a little bit about it at the start about your rehab. I'm sure especially uh, all the Blackburn Rovers fans, if any of them uh, managed to tune into this, like, you know, you said you got to that three-month mark with your uh, rehab now, so you probably answered that question a little bit. It's going great. And I know, obviously, I've been in, uh, you know, pretty much constant contact with you uh, since you've done your knee. Um, obviously, like I said, I've done it myself and didn't quite, well, I didn't manage to come back uh, in from it. But uh, for, for yourself, it's great that when I've been uh, messaging you, you know, you've looked at it, you know, on a positive note, uh, you know, every time I've asked you about it, you've, you know, you've even come back and said you've been enjoying it, which is, you know, the, the best way to look at it. Because, you know, I've got to be honest, from my point of view, uh, 
um, I really struggled with it. It was something that I didn't enjoy and, you know, I really struggled. So <clears throat> to hear you saying that you're enjoying it and stuff, that's, you know, it's spot on and, you know, it excites me to, uh, to think that you're enjoying it. And like I said, you answered the question about the rehab at the start a little bit anyway. Um, I just was wondering, like, in terms of, have you actually, have you spoke to, uh, obviously, other than myself, like, have you spoke to other lads who have, you know, uh, uh, the one example I always think about now is like someone like Callum Wilson, who's he's come back from two and he's gone on to play for England because, you know, I think you look at it, I think we all know that you've probably got aspirations and, you, you know, you, you've declared it in the past that you've got aspirations to go on and play in the Premier League. You know, the, uh, you know, I, hope, I'm, I should imagine it hasn't, but the injury hasn't, hasn't changed that. Like, you, you know, you still hope to play in the Premier League? Oh, yeah, 100%, mate. I, I see this injury as a positive now. Um, I spoke to a lot, going back to the start of the question, I spoke to a lot of people at the start when I first got injured before my surgery, just after my surgery, because I was a little bit, I hadn't really got my head around it properly yet. Wanted to speak to a few people, how did it feel when you come back? Kind of asking them questions, oh, should this be happening? Should that be happening? And then after the first two weeks, when I first started going back into the training ground, started getting my work done, I was like, right, well, this. I spoke to the physio, who's been brilliant with me, to be fair, Ollie, his name is. Um, we've kind of worked together, got really close bond now. Um, and yeah, we kind of just come to the agreement that just see this as a positive thing. See it as when are you going to have nine months to make yourself the best possible version of you you yeah. can be. And now I think people are going to be like, when I come back, what the fuck is he been doing for the last nine months because it's a different person, different player. Yeah. Um, and that's the way I see it. And that's why I'm excited. That's why I'm enjoying it because I'm enjoying the fact that people are going to say that about me and that yeah. people are going to be like, well, if we didn't think he was professional enough or we didn't think he had enough drive or he didn't think he had enough determination to do to get to the Premier League and that's why he hasn't got the chance, then that'll all change when I, when I kind of come back and that's what I've got in my head. Um, and that's not going not gonna to leave me, obviously. Yeah, no, listen, mate, that's great to hear. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like I say, I've been in constant contact with you, but it's just great for people. And I'm sure loads of Gillingham fans and uh, Blackburn fans will be tuning in. And it's great uh, for them to hear, to hear that, that, you know, you're so focused and driven to come back. Because, like I say, I, you know, a lot of people do come back from it, uh, you know, stronger. Like I said, the one example I think of is Alan Wilson, who's done it twice. And then he goes on to play for England, you know. Um, and for me, I just think you've got to look at it and think, you know, if you can get back, you know, like I said, if you can go back, get, get back even to a point where you could be better than when, before you got injured, then, you know, that's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be quite, you know, scary, to be honest. If you can get back to, and you know, like I say, get even, probably get even stronger and become a better player because it's only going to, it's only going to help you going forward. And, and for me, like I say, I'm biased, of course I'm biased at the end of the day. I believe you can go on to be a Premier League player and, you know, I'm sure that, that you've been linked with, you know, Premier League moves uh, quite often or, you know, top-end championship moves, um, which would have probably meant you'd have gone on to be a Premier League player and stuff. And listen, I won't get into all, all details in terms of transfer speculation and stuff like that, because that's not what I'm here to do. But for me as well, like, coming back from the injury and stuff, you know, you, you mentioned it there and quite a, lot, uh, a few of the boys you put in your team are still at Blackburn now, young players like yourself, who are probably, you know, you're probably not the only player at Blackburn who's trying to get into the Premier League. So, with the amount of players that you've mentioned there, and, you know, Blackburn have done pretty well as well since your injury and stuff, you know, you must really, especially I know how much uh, 
how important the club is to you. And I've been up there watching some of your games, and it's such a fantastic uh, football club. You know, they've won the Premier League, the history there, and stuff. You know, it must be it must be a bit of a dream of yours to think, you know what? Why couldn't I actually achieve it with Blackburn? Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's the goal, mate. Um, I think first and foremost that'd be that'd be the goal to get to the number one would be to get to the Premier League with with Blackburn. But I've made no kind of secret about it that if that weren't to happen, then it'd up to, it'd be up to me to try and get a move to the Premier League kind of thing. Um, yeah, of course. And I think like like I said, I've not made no secret of that and that might not come and I might be with Blackburn for who knows how long but I think that's my main ambition is, is obviously to get promoted to the to Premier League with Blackburn and then kind of go from there and I think with the way things are going I think with the team we got and the manager and like you said a fantastic club everything built in around it um, there's no reason why that team can't get promoted to the Premier League I think it's definitely one of those things where I can feel it around the training ground. I think everyone else can. That it's definitely a club that's just only going one way, and that's that's kind of up. Um, still, maybe think we need a few more players, um, maybe in in the summer. With obviously, I don't know what's going on at the minute, but yeah, I think definitely if it's not this year, then next year will definitely definitely be challenging for them for them top six. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well before we go. Like in terms of the coronavirus and stuff, and you know, like I say, I think I mentioned it earlier that. You know, there's um, you know, football. You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come into it really when uh, people are losing their lives at the minute in this country. But for me, it's like, in a in a selfish way, in terms of the timing and all the football that's being missed by everybody at the minute. Obviously, you're missing it yourself. It's actually probably going to help you in terms of how many games you you might end up missing. Yeah, obviously, with this everything going on, obviously it's horrible and football kind of becomes insignificant at, at this time. Um, Obviously, people dying and stuff like that, which is obviously the worst thing you could kind of wish on anyone. Um, but yeah, for from a selfish point of view, I suppose it's it's uh, it's something that could help me, um, well, will help me, yeah. because I'll miss less football than, than I thought I was going to miss. Obviously, kind of trying to aim for middle of September, start of October to be back by then, and and who knows when when the season's going to kind of start and finish and. I think that's all, all up in the air still at the minute. But like you said, it's definitely benefiting me and, and my injury because I'll end up missing missing less games of football. Yeah, no, of course, like I say, from a, from a selfish point of view, that is the only thing that's probably going to help. And yeah, so how are you, how are you, uh, are you coping with the boredom at home anyway? It's horrible, isn't it? Let's be <laughs> honest. It's fucking horrible. Um, just getting my rehab done in the morning. Um doing all my kind of work and I'll do a little upper session normally at home um, and then after that I'm just me and the missus just watching TV series and then normally I'll play a bit of PlayStation in the night kind of thing and then all starts again the next day mate um, pretty, I'm sure that's pretty similar for, for everyone else as well That's it mate I can't believe to be fair I'm just looking through your team I can't believe you ain't put um like, how many of these boys' uh, boots have you cleaned? Do you know what I mean? Like, you used to clean my boots and I even had a mention. Like, it's an absolute disgrace to be honest. But, no, no, listen, I'm I joking. Knew, I'm joking. I knew that was... <laughs> I knew you know, that was I coming. I that was always coming in there. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I, I couldn't put you in... I wasn't going to put me in the team and I wasn't going to put you in the team. It's obviously <laughs> you was doing the interview. So, I didn't, 
I didn't want people to think, oh, I'm only putting him in the team because he's doing the interview. But listen, <laughs> you'd definitely be on my no, phone. I'm joking. 100%. I'm joking. I listen, I would be no, absolutely nowhere near, nowhere near this team. But to be fair, the only way I'd get the, the only way I'd get near this team is if I organised a Christmas night out like that. I'm, you're, you're probably surprised this is war, not uh, not Peroni, to be fair. <laughs> I thought you might have a beer, mate. I <laughs> know, <laughs> you know what? I don't like drinking indoors, actually. <laughs> but now, listen, Ducky, absolute uh, pleasure as always. And I really, really appreciate you doing that. Like I say, I know everyone, the, the, the whole of the sporting world, let alone football, can be bored at the moment. So you know, to have something like that, I think it's been about 15 minutes, got my timer on there. To have an hour with yourself there, just under an hour with yourself, I'm sure there's going to be so many people who are going to you know, hopefully enjoy that. Uh, now they might want to mute my bit off and just just listen to all the info you, uh, that you've uh, you've put out there. And uh, now nah, listen, mate. Like I said, thanks very much. And I'll try and get hold of uh, a few of the ones you've named there. If you any, if you can help uh, as well, like maybe mention it to a few of the Blackburn boys. I'm sure we, they'd all be welcome to come on, on in in the box because uh, you know I think it's going to be great. Especially like I say, I'm going to try and aim it to uh, ask questions. You know where you know younger players watching it as well as well as the fans can um, you know try and you know, get some inspiration from it, really. And uh, like I say, I think it's going to be a good uh, probably three to four weeks at home at minimum. So the more, the, you know, the more that more of these I can get out there, you know, the better it's going to be for the, for the uh, fans and for younger, young, younger players. Oh, mate, absolute pleasure to come on, mate. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a really good thing. I think, like you said, boredom now, I think, I like watching, I've watched a few of the live videos on Instagram with people like Jamie Redknapp and, and Rory McIlroy and I think... Oh my God, how good yeah, was that, by the way? <laughs> good, wasn't it? How good was that? It was good, mate. Oh, man, I should have put, I should have put, I should have put a cap on, really. Like, you know what I mean? I certainly don't look as good as Jamie doing That's <laughs> That's why I put it on, mate. So I see them, I see them to the other night and thought, yeah, they look the bollocks. Oh, you man, know what? He had a beer as well, this. actually. So I've got it well wrong. I should have got a glass of red wine out of that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but no, <laughs> well, it's this, a really listen, good thing. Listen, like I said, if this, this goes on... I'll, um, I'll, I'll speak to them. Yeah, speak to a few of the boys from me. That's top man, top man. Like I said as well, if this goes on, like I say, the more, the more that we can get done, the, the better, really. And uh, yeah, mate, like I said, absolutely perfect. And get on to that surgeon, mate, and uh, specialist, and find out when you can uh, when you can play golf again. Because uh, you know, I'll get back down here and I'll kick your ass like I always do. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> right, listen, mate. Take care, and I will speak to you soon, mate.